there, y'all. Last week, we talked about cultivating discernment on your spiritual journey as we took a look at the book Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek. This week, we're going to continue to focus the conversation around shamanic and energy healing practices, making that focus on your autonomy and how you, my friend, are the best energy healer for yourself. I'm doing my best with my audio friends. I am a tiny little podcast waiting for my big debut, and I appreciate y'all who still listen even when my audio is a little rocky. I am working to actively get better resources and overall just be better at this because I do enjoy doing this podcast for you. Um, During this panini, I think we've all become a little accustomed to hearing people speak through the static. So I hope that you will still enjoy this interview today, especially because it deeply contrasts the shaman that we looked at last week. And I think it's a great example how when you do not enjoy someone's energy, but want to learn more on a topic, you can find a healer or a teacher or a resource that does speak to you. Hey there, y'all. Welcome to Woo Woo Bible the podcast where we ditch the dogma so we can connect to something greater than ourselves. My name is Dylan D. Money King. I'm a spiritual life coach, board-certified hypnotherapist, and lover of all things mystical, magical, and miraculous. Let's dive in. Hey there, y'all. If you're new here, well then, hello, welcome. And if you've been here before, well then, Welcome back. So nice to see you again. Today we are here with one of my favorite segments on the podcast. I mean, honestly, I love all of the segments. If I didn't love them, I probably wouldn't be doing them. Um, But I really, I, I really am. I really do love this segment. It's really one of my favorites. Um, today we're here with conversations with change makers. You know those folks, those awesome people who are super passionate about the work that they do, the thought leaders of the world. They just drop by, give us a little insight into how spirituality shows up in their lives. And today I am super pleased, seriously y'all, this lady makes me so happy every time I'm in her energy. So I am, I'm just so happy to have her here today. Today we are talking with energy healer, Jamie Stockall. Jamie is the founder of Luxie Eve and her mission is to heal and connect with others. Through Reiki healing and spiritual counseling, Her focus is clearing energy blocks and helping individuals to see their soul's purpose, relieve physical ailments, and release anxious energy. Her goal is to get you vibrating at your highest level. So let's give a big warm welcome to Jamie. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I thought we would just start with a pretty basic question. What is Reiki? And it's such an like uh, an interesting question, right? To explain because what is energy? We like scientists have been studying it, and healers and 
Um, in religious circles, we all talk about um, energy and spirit and a source and some kind of uh, energy that can come through. So what Reiki is, is um, it's like life force energy. So you can channel this energy through a channel. Um, so I am the channel when I do work for my clients and I channel that through and I just help guide that energy through to my client to help kind of balance all the chakras, balance the energy. It kind of helps remove anything that's no longer serving and just help. It's almost like an adaptogenic herb, right? Like it goes in and finds the spaces it needs to go to for the most amount of healing that is available to my client or myself when I do it on myself. Um, it is this intangible thing, yet it, it is able to, when you connect with it and you can really start to trust it, it is something that is, you can like feel it physically happening in your body, in your spirit, in your mind. So it is just this wonderful, wonderful way of connecting with others and helping them heal. That's really beautiful. Um, so when people come to you to channel this energy, do they know what exactly they want the energy to do or? What I find most helpful is the power of intention. So when you have a clear intention of either what brought you to reach out for healing, what brought you to this moment, maybe you know exactly like there's a specific moment in time that you want healing about or a relationship or um, anything dealing with work. A lot of people come because of their anxiety or um, honestly do a lot of inner child healing. And that's where the spiritual kind of counseling comes in is we can kind of work together to find out the real intention of what you're trying to do. I'm just trying to feel grounded. I'm just trying to release this anxious energy. Oh, this relationship that I'm having is really um, creating a lot of issues in my life. I'm really unhappy or dissatisfied with something. So we can kind of get to um, the intention of either how you want to feel or what you want to clear. And that is a wonderful way to kind of use and be a part of the session to kind of help direct it and set that power um, of intention out into the universe so that it can come in and help assist in any way that is help, you know, that creates healing. It will also do a lot more if you're trying to bypass any of that energy and it thinks it, it's available to you to heal that part as well. Different things become illuminated during the sessions, different realizations, different ahas, to just kind of help get to the root of whatever's causing the what you came to the session for. I'm curious because it sounds like a lot of people have, you know, this idea of what they're trying to work on and what they're they're trying to accomplish. If somebody came into a session and I guess maybe uh, let's say their anxiety was stemming from some kind of traumatic experience um, as a child and they weren't at a place where they were ready to have that healed or to move through that at that point in time, what, what would that experience look like for them? Has that ever happened to you? No, I think it's very important with, with what I do is that 
before we even start the session, we really have a conversation and kind of decide if you are ready for that, if it's something you want to touch. I can kind of get a sense if it's something that's just either too tender in the moment. Um, you know, with all trauma, we tend to block stuff out. And if it's getting a sense that it's really trying to be blocked and left alone, then we leave it alone. And we just try to, um, maybe the intention is to just feel some level of peace just for today, to get you into a place where your nervous system can be switched in any way possible, switch to some kind of level of um, not fight or flight or freeze, just to get you to be in a space where you can just feel that calmness, that peace, you can feel grounded into your body, into the earth as much as possible. And listen, I always say like my clients, you are your own healer. We only go at the pace you wanna go. We only go as far as you wanna go. It is up to you to work your process through whatever you're going through. And I'm just here to assist. I'm here to give you some level of, for me, it's just peace, right? Like a lot of people come with anxiety or sometimes you just don't even know. You just know you need something to be cleared off of. You can kind of feel like there's this energy around you that that's keeping something going or a pattern or a loop. Um, and a lot of my clients, I just say, you know, it's just take this time to have some self-care, take this time to receive, relax. Uh, a lot of people fall asleep. I say that's wonderful and perfect. It can kind of happen on a more subconscious level where you don't have to directly process each moment where it can just, you can just have the intention to allow this energy in to just be received. So I don't like to push people. I will um, have that conversation with you and try to get to the root and kind of try to work my way back to where it started. But if if I find that that is not actually helping somebody, then we'll just stop there and um, just go for a very simple, peaceful energy session. I love the um, the autonomy of it. Um, I think there's like a lot of a lot of misconceptions um, due to probably some people out in the world who maybe aren't practicing in with the best of intentions and also just like a lot of lack of knowledge where, you know, psychics or tarot readers or people who even, you know, in religious communities, in the Christian church, any kind of people with uh, these kind of healer titles can sometimes be seen as you have to come to me in an authoritative stance and I, because I have this only access to source or God or spirit, I'm the only way that you can access it. And I love that this is a very like, I'm a, I'm a guide and I'm, I'm helping and supporting you, but you have the power and the autonomy. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that kind of scare tactic and um, <laughs> package pushing, reaching out, getting you on a, some kind of schedule or that makes me so angry. Like 
It is so inappropriate. I, I honestly, I was at the dentist the other day and the, one of the ladies was like, oh my God, this lady came up to me at the park and told me my dogs are so anxious and that I need to have a session with her because I'm putting all my anxiety onto my dog. And I was like, no, 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 that is so inappropriate. So out of line. It um, When I work with clients, my only goal is to really be like, I love the phrase, like, I got you. Come to me, I got you. Whatever's going on with you, I am here to help. I'm here to support. I'm here to hold you up, so, like, empower you. Um, I never push for, like, the next session. I never, unless you know what you're working on, I'll never really do, like, a package. I try to leave it up to the client to go along in their own journey. I'm happy I always give my clients my phone number or they can reach out on Instagram if they need some kind of self-care practice. I try to give all my clients a little homework to do or a way that they can ground into this energy just so they can start taking on their own um, healing into their own hands, right? And, and you find that that works so much better. It gives that power back to you so that you can be in control of how fast you go, where you go, what you want to heal, how you want to heal it, what you're ready to look at. And then it, it means something so much more. It, it does, you find it does move quicker. That's so important, especially if you've been through trauma, which we all have to, to some degree. I was talking with somebody the other day about how um, now pe people are saying, oh, now as a society we have, because we've all been through the pandemic, we can, we've now been through a collective trauma. And I was like, I'm glad we can all finally acknowledge that everybody's been through trauma. So good for everybody acknowledging that. Trauma can be anything. Like I remember when I was first kind of diving into all my stuff, it took me a, a long time to realize like some of the stuff that I had been through, yet it was not the worst thing I've ever heard of, but to me, it was still a trauma and just accepting that I had been through something that was quite traumatic for me. And that gave me a lot of permission to kind of ex accept those circumstances and begin to heal them. Because before I was like, well, it's not one of the worst things that ever happened to anybody. So I should be so lucky. You know, all of that ego stuff comes into play. You don't think you're worth labeling it anything like yes. a trauma, but it really can be anything that affects you and your nervous system in that way. Absolutely. And one of the parts of of energy healing and this so ties into into trauma which is one of the things that i love about studying uh spirituality and all of the different facets is when spirituality and religion and science all tie together and start to prove each other and talk about the same things just using different words um but the you're talking about in even in your your mission um to work with people on their their physical ailments and how it can affect them physically, even though you're not, you know, like like a massage therapist would uh, 
massage out the muscles. Reiki is not physically laying on of hands. I'm right there, right? Or, or do you sometimes do that? It's a light touch. Okay. It's not like a, a traditional massage, but a lot of people call it like an energy massage. Um, it works distantly, but if you're in person and you feel comfortable with somebody touching you, um, you can lay like, it's very, very light touch just in certain areas. Yeah. So very, a, a different way to how you uh, interact with people. I always tell people, um, my, my oldest daughter, Cecilia, she loves to be tickled and she loves to laugh and she's very sensitive and you can literally like it is like you're tickling her aura sometimes like she, you, like i can imagine you get close and it's yes just going. she's laughing like you're tickling her energy field it's ridiculous that is beautiful that is so beautiful i love that it is that. so funny Especially with children, they really do feel that energy, like the energy of you as her mother coming in and it's laughter and it's a release and um, just being in her energy field feels really probably beautiful for her and you. So I love that. That is a form of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the flip side of all this, this positive energy what to you is negative energy is that like a thing does it exist is it real that's a it's uh, a really great question because when you hear negative energy i don't know about you but i just immediately go like oh dark bad scary uh and so i would never want someone to think that there is like negative energy in that scary way um, there's stuff that, um, like going throughout the day, you are just picking up so much just by interacting with people. And so it is a wonderful practice to clear yourself every night so that your energy stays only yours. And if you're feeling something, if you want to label darker or negative, or I like to work with it and find, again, just get to the root and kind of just help clear and clear and clear because we may have picked up something from a long time ago that kind of just has been with us that we haven't got like let go of and that can sometimes feel like when people say negative sometimes like oh so there's all these bad things happening um or i i've dealt with this person that has negative energy then it's just kind of coming back and knowing you have again empower you to like okay then you set up huge energetic boundaries and don't let that energy in. And listen, we all get a little lax with our boundaries sometimes. I do as well. And when that happens, it's like once you're in this process, then you know how to quickly turn around, get like clear your energy of that and um, kind of call your energy back in and almost get it clear again. Um, it's just, a, I think it's just like a lifelong practice of um, knowing when you get that, once you start attuning to the energy around you, and I think where we're going in a society and in like just the up-leveling of the world 
is where it, there's an energetic focus. Like you could feel almost like a tingly feeling when something is off. Your intuition tells you if something is wrong. Um, listening to it is sometimes hard, but that's what we practice. And so that will kind of help guide you to either make sure you put up big boundaries when you're feeling that, um, to kind of course correct, and just doing your best to protect your field and clearing your field kind of on the daily and start making it a practice. Um, I love that answer because it it very much like, um, again, because I love to look for like the parallels, like I'm not the person who believes that like the devil is a real like being walking around. That's just not what I believe, but like my husband and my mother-in-law will be like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's like walking around somewhere and that's fine. Okay. Um, but like this concept of us kind of having this, this light source, which we, you can see in a lot of different texts, this like kind of light inside of us or a soul or however you want to refer to us and picking up these little bits that are not ours that are more somebody else's version of light or somebody else's uh somebody else's shadowy part some some uh tragic event that happened generations ago these little emotions that we get upset with throughout the day, all of these things that we're layering on even throughout our lives and the experiences that we go to that are just kind of muddling up this really bright white light that we have inside of us and that continuous, continuous effort to maintain those boundaries and decide, is this truly mine? Yeah. And I believe there's something so much to like bringing light to these shadowy parts. If they're in the shadows, they have a chance to not be seen or not be acknowledged or not um, be healed. So if we are able to bring our light, our energy, our pure light to the shadowy parts of the negative parts, or even just to have like some sort of compassion or belief that whether or not you think a person or a thing or a situation is negative, can you bring whatever kind of light to that situation so that it doesn't kind of get a hold of you in that way? It um, It is a very like kind of advanced practice to even see like the light in the so-called devil and see that it's just an unhealed mm -hmm. shadowy aspect of, of humans of spirituality, of yeah. um, whatever, like the story that brought that forward to kind of illuminate to us. It's, it's, it's so interesting when you go into all aspects of, of all of that. And um, yeah, I love, um, like right now I'm uh, taking a class on, um, oh, now I can't think of, I think it's the, the art of, forgiving or the book of forgiving it's uh by a an a, episcopalian arch 
Bishop, I want to say. Now I can't think of it. Uh, but so he's talking about forgiveness through uh, primarily uh, Christian values, but it's a really good book. Um, and so taking a class on that right now. And it's interesting because the book is older. So a lot of the references in the book, of course, when they're talking about like, can you forgive people like Hitler? And now because we're in, you know, it's been, um, what, a, a little over a month now. Now we're able in these discussions to say, can you forgive uh, Putin? Mm -hmm. And it's so much, you know, especially for people who are younger, who don't have we didn't grow up, <laughs> grow up like we only have these stories and uh, especially for people who are much maybe more much more interested in history or have ancestors who were in the Holocaust maybe have much more of a direct tie to it but for people who are more separated it's it's much more uh, a much more complex complex and triggering question because I've heard that question a lot in the years that I've read books like this on shadow work and things like that. Well, how do you feel about Hitler? It's like one of those, it's always the question that they, would you, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? Like it, they always ask that. Um, and it's a complex question. <laughs> it is. The other one was like, how do you feel about Trump? Or can you forgive Trump? Can you mm. forgive Hitler? Can you forgive all of these like it's like the worst things about our society and i think it's so interesting when you think about forgiveness like we're taught like i'm sorry okay like i forgive you and you think it should be that easy and i think as as you grow older and more things go on in your in your life and in the world it i don't know to me forgiveness feels like such a, a bigger more complex thing to kind of handle and wrap your head around um all I know is holding on to any of that anger or disgust or any of what you're feeling um, is not healthy for you. Like that's where you find like a lot of physical ailments start coming out for people is just holding on to all different kinds of emotions. So um, when I went through spiritual psychology school, it was, you know, we worked a lot on like intergenerational healing and you know we hold on a lot of stuff from our our ancestors and you know those wounds and those traumas are stored in our body and and i'm so thankful that we're in a place now where we're all many people are trying to heal all that mm. and the things that um, our teacher would say would just you could just see it would trigger the whole room into being like how can we like can you accept that this is all happening for a reason in some way and and you know a lot of us obviously we were like no can't accept that and just trying to work through that and even if you couldn't get there on the bigger scale like maybe it somehow helped you get on a more like in your life kind of scale like can you just somehow put your faith into something bigger that this whole journey is helping you to learn something, teach you something, um, even just teaching you the art of forgiveness 
and even putting you all along that path to finding out what that means. Maybe go finding the book that you're reading, finding a healer or somebody to assist you in getting to that place. Um, because the self-forgiveness practice really quickly helps clear that stuff out of your body. And I've seen it happen for myself and for others. And um, the big scale is still quite difficult. You know, it's just something you maybe you always just kind of contemplate and go around and around in. And, and sometimes I also think that there is a sacred rage that helps you to, if nobody got enraged about any of this, nobody would go help or do anything about it or try to make change. Like the sacred rage turns into like the change maker um, and somebody that mm -hmm. has so much conviction to make something better or to help people. And it kind of all ties into one crazy world. Yeah. I love that. Um, so there's, you mentioned, you know, being able to see like this bigger, this bigger picture and that things um, happen for, for a reason. There's some kind of, some kind of plan. Um, and I think like when people are in like, the midst of their healing process that's not the time to be thinking about what giving the, the most triggering everything happens for a reason <laughs> phrase i know i just said it and i'm sorry and i also it's get triggered like, by it so people use it to, to like bypass and stuff um but you know when you have moved through that and whatever timeline you're on, which was kind of what we started by talking about when people are ready as they move through things on their own timeline, then sometimes we are able to look back and see, okay, that led me here. And I think also sometimes we don't necessarily get an answer. I have a, uh, I had somebody the other day asking me, mm -hmm. why is this, what, why is this? What is this teaching me? And I just had to say, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And you're probably not going to figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not going to figure it out in the next five years or so. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's going to be real hard to figure it out while you're still in the middle of it. Yeah. This is not the time to be looking for a concrete analytical answer yeah like to zoom out and see the hope like no it i completely understand because sometimes you're just you're in it and it doesn't well never. you think it will never make sense to you why you would have to go through something like this what could it possibly teach you or what could you have possibly needed from this and that's okay too if you and I think just wherever you can get yourself to some kind of peace with, I mean, especially with everything that's going around us, especially right now, I think just focusing on whatever kind of peace you can bring to yourself is sometimes all you can do. And that is so powerful and so much, and that that is enough. 
uh, you know, you see very, um, people are like, I'm going to heal. I'm going to, and they start just full force going at it, uncovering everything. I want an energy session daily. I yes. wanted it. And it's almost like it's just too much, too fast, too quick. And I, I remember even in our group sessions, just being like, take the time to integrate, take the time yes. to rest and maybe put some stuff down, connect into whatever your practice is, maybe call in the light every morning or clear yourself every night and just go living about living your day. And when you're ready to come back or something triggers you, then like come back to your practice and your process of healing and maybe reach out to somebody or take it to your journal or listen to a podcast to kind of allow yourself to uncover that next layer. I think that very much stems from just kind of the the hustle culture that we that we live in, this idea that we have to get it all done very quickly and we have to get to that next level very fast or like time will run out or something something will happen if we don't we don't do it fast enough and we we have to we have to get somewhere i don't know where this imaginary thing <laughs> is this ima- i don't know i guess some people some some people some gurus all, are always talking about the 5d and that which i don't uh, i can't <laughs> i can't i can't talk about that it's too deep for me it's a lot but uh so all of this perpetual like I have to stretch myself so far and work so hard on my healing to do something something great something big that's where you see people get a little bit like stuck in it too or they'll keep looping around the same issue because you've you've went into it you uncovered the feelings around it the emotions around it like a lot of times I like to ask like where you feel it in your body to like help assist kind of releasing it from there. And then it's like the next time it's like they, it almost like that felt good to get in there and release it. Then they like want to go back into it and be like, maybe there's more or maybe, and they just like kind of welcome it right back in. So taking your time and allowing things to integrate and not just like rushing through it and getting stuck in that um, processing healing loop. Like sometimes, the best kind of healing is going out and having fun, being out in nature, tickling, your, you know, laughing, having fun, playing. And a lot of that we talk about in um, like inner child healing work too, is remembering those really fun moments that are also very healing. It doesn't always have to be mm. deep and processy and, and <laughs> grief, like, there's also like after that, there should also be like the fun and the joy and the lightness and the, yeah. you know, and, and almost like a, a reward too. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like you've got this one side that's like self-care is bubble baths and, and face masks and that's it. Mm-hmm. And one side that's like self, self-care is deep, deep, dark shadow work constantly. And it's like, well, all, well, all of it <laughs> and more. To, be able to, yeah, to even to be able to give yourself if time 
to take a bubble bath with our busy lives, just allowing yourself to take the time is a, is a very real struggle for so many. Allowing yourself to receive any kind of like body work or facial or um, even to receive like a man, you know, like is also so healing in a way to let someone else just kind of take care of you in that way. But it, mm. if you're only doing that side of it, you're missing like a big opportunity to really heal like the deeper, yes. the going into the shadows that you have, going into your past, going into all of that. It's like finding your balance in that is, is I think the best way to approach healing. In these very, very busy lives that we lead and um, a lot of times with limited resources because as as honored and as excited as many people would be to reach out and connect with uh, energy healers and Reiki practitioners, some people just can't. They either are working all the time or they don't have access to extra money, whatever it may be. What can people do in a in a regular day to take care of their own energy? That's a great question. And there's so much you can do on your own. And I encourage it so much, even while working with somebody else. But if you can't have, if you don't have the time or the space to work with somebody else, you can do this on your own, no problem. There's wonderful resources online, YouTube videos, but just going in each morning, I like to um, just call, call in the light, whether whether whatever you believe, like I, <laughs> the dentist was a very interesting place for me one day. So I was talking to this other, another woman and she was like, asking me what I did. And I was trying to you know, explain to her, but she was in a more, um, in a more religious way of thinking about it. And she, me and her had a beautiful conversation because she's like, oh, it's like when I pray in the morning and I call on the light and I ask him to guide me and I ask him to be with me and I ask him to infuse me with his love and accept that I'm a child of God. And in that way, it's, it's to me, they're the same. So you're just calling in that beautiful energy to come in, fill you with light, fill you with protection, fill you with, um, anything and just kind of sit there for a minute and let that energy kind of wash over you, you know, state your intention for the day. If you have one, um, I know I always talk about this is starting to kind of, um, feel into your aura a little bit when you're out and about, if you're in a, a big crowded space you can kind of just pull it in a little bit. It keeps you more protected. And if you're working with like your manifestations or you're having a great time with your fun, your friends and you want to kind of be big and lively and, you know, you can kind of expand it a little bit and playing with that helps just you protect yourself in your energy. And then definitely at night, having a practice of clearing yourself, just calling kind of, it's a prayer, it's an intention you're calling in that same light and you're just asking for the day to be released from you. Um, just kind of clearing anybody you came in contact with, just kind of cutting those cords, cutting those ties, not in a bad way. It could be your family, your friends, your partners, but just 
cutting that cord, kind of starting fresh. There's also great ener like energetic hygiene practices like um, a salt bath, salt scrub, um, some kind of sacred smoke or spray or um, selenite, um, working with crystals, kind of protecting your house, protecting yourself. Um, you know, just lighting a candle and seeing that light and kind of meditating into that light and just, um, there's also, I'm sure there's diagrams of, of this sacred Reiki symbols like all over the places, just kind of maybe picking the chokere and kind of feeling into it and, and seeing how that feels, um, feeling if it like the energy in your hands as you place it on your body in certain, um, Reiki positions and just allowing yourself to receive your own energy, calling in that pure energy, making sure you're protected in that way. It'd be just a great way to connect with yourself, connect with your body, connect with something greater than you. Um, it does give a sense of peace, right? When you can believe and connect that there's something watching out for you. There's something protecting you. There's something guiding the way, some a guide, source, the divine, whatever you'd like to call it. Just having that practice makes you feel connected to people, to the universe, to, to things. And it really does help you create this like, it's almost like a web or a net and, and connected into other people as well. Those are all such such great tools and um i know some uh some people struggle with like any concept of any divine entity and that's totally fine what i uh always encourage people who are struggling in that regard this this is one of my favorite things i ever picked up from um from Al-Anon, which is a support group for uh, families and friends of alcoholics, um, was somebody uh, had told one of the members when they were trying to find their higher power that it literally didn't matter what the higher power was. It could be that actual support group. It could be a lamppost outside, but having something that you were working with. So uh, Jamie mentioned the candle. Um, if you're a creative person and you think of creativity as an outlet, uh, there's so many different things. You don't have to feel constrained into finding like well, I'm working with spirit or I'm working with angels. Um, you can find a nice stone outside and carry it around in your pocket. I have probably a stone in every pocket of every jacket. I find a lot <laughs> of healing from trees, the ocean, just like when you start to yeah. meditate on how the ocean works or how trees work and plants work, that could be it. It. I love that it, it can be anything. And that's why... Mm -hmm. When we use different words, I love when um, people are like, whatever word feels good to you. If one word feels yes. icky to you or bad to you, don't use it. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Find yours. Absolutely. Find yours. Find your energy healing. I think that's been the, the message of this entire thing. 
find your energy healing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so Jamie, where can people find you? Okay, you can find me at Luxie Eve on Instagram. Uh, also, my website is luxieeve.com. Uh, I'm one of the coaches uh, at Cosmic RX. And yeah, reach out to me. My DMs are open if you have any questions or any concerns or want to know more about any kind of energy healing or what I do, feel free. Definitely, y'all reach out to her any questions or um, just check out what she does. It's one of the <laughs> greatest energy healers I know personally. I 10 out of 10. Thank you. So, thank you, thank so, you so much. Here. Yes, I love <laughs> connecting with you always. Um, and to everyone listening, if you're enjoying this podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, turn them into better people. And remember y'all, stay mystical, note the magical, and embrace the miracles. Bye.